This is Sylvia on the Saturday edition of Michiana 101. For today's Michiana 101, 
a big jump host of it will be focusing on the education system and how we can support our teachers and staff there's also a developing story that will be also in this podcast as the situation behind it is difficult it is time that we stand up and pray together for our teachers and students if you are not somebody that prays regularly Maybe you need to think about ways that you can encourage your teachers, your students, this community, in around your local area. Wherever you live at, you can be an influence to the people around you. You can pray for the teachers and students. Another teacher. Life gone too soon. And it sometimes we get so much we get caught up in so much that we forget about ourselves mental health is very important maybe you're somebody this weekend that needs to take time for yourself maybe you need to read a book maybe if it's raining maybe you want to lay out in the rain color picture do something to keep your mind at ease eventually there's going to come a time and a place they're all going to be entering the heavenly gates, and some of us are not going to make it. We all have a choice to follow Jesus. We all have a choice whether or not we follow him. But what's most important is that everybody on the listening podcast, remember, you are brave, you are smart, you are strong, you are a child of God. If you need help, reach out to your local resource in your community. Call the Suicide Prevention. Reach out to a neighbor or a friend or a trusted adult, if you're a child, somebody, as this world is really struggling. It has really gone downhill. Bop here blaming it on the pandemic of 2020. If that's the case, then we could do better. There's so much going on right now that the time is coming. It's sad to see, but the time is coming where Jesus will come back on this earth. We don't know when, we don't know the hour, but it's coming. Closer than we think it, but are you ready? Hope you find some ways to be a blessing to yourself this weekend, to others. It looks like we have rain in Indiana and rain from Michigan on Saturday with 50s and sunshine on Sunday. That's a good opportunity for us to embrace the sunshine on Sunday. And this is for northern Indiana. Hopefully, we will all find encouragement words through something said on the podcast or maybe a song. But if you need help, reach out to somebody. Most importantly, if your mental health is really bothering you and you need somebody that needs help with how to handle mental health, reach out. I pray that you find the strength to reach out wherever you're at. I pray for everyone in this podcast that they find Jesus somehow and walk alive. I pray for the ones who do not know Jesus, that you walk beside them and protect them too. They are created by God. And they are waiting for somebody to shepherd them along. (coughs) We pray for the ones who are thinking about taking their own lives. 
We pray that they get the help that they need. We pray for all the craziness happening in the world. <sighs> Too much to name off. But you are there every walk of the way. You know our every word and every thought, what we're thinking about. Lord, bless these listeners in our run local area, wherever they're chiming in on, that you give them strength and the courage to reach out. Reach out to somebody they trust. It's okay to not be okay. We also lift up the Middlebury community right now as they mourn and grieve the loss of a colleague, a teacher, a brother, dad, uncle, cousin, a friend. We don't know the situation that led him to do this, but you do. We pray that you continue to walk beside each and every one of us. And on today, and on forever, in the name of Jesus, amen. For today's thought, we're going to look at Jeremiah 29, 11, and 12. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plan to prosper you and not to harm you. Plan to give you hope in the future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. We're going to read a little further. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and you will bring, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This is one of my favorite verses. God has a plan for every one of us. In this case, the Lord has a plan for every one of us. He has a plan for us in all sorts of ways. We may not know what the plan is at first, but there's a plan. Some of us may grow up thinking that we are going to be a rich person. We're going to be... Maybe you want to be a doctor, but maybe that's not what you're called to do. Maybe God says, no, you can't be a doctor. You're going to become a missionary. Maybe God wants you to become a pastor. But you're not going to know what his plan is for you until you really embrace it and figure out what he wants you to do. Sometimes he tests us, tests our ability to think. Sometimes we get put in situations where it's like we question, why did God do this to us? So he gets blamed. But there's a purpose for everything. It all depends on how you look at it. This world puts blame on God for all sorts of things, not realize it's part of his plan. You you may not be someone that believes in Jesus, but he has a plan for you too. He has a plan for every one of us. You can be a good person and still not know Jesus, but that's okay too. You can be a person who knows Jesus and so far short of God's glory. But there's a plan for that too. For we have all been in captivity at least once because we're born sinners. So therefore, we probably have been in captivity at some point. That devil comes in and gets us with these lies. These straight up lies. And so there is a lot of crazy happening. And it's the devil thinks he's got it made. And so the Lord does have a plan to give us the hope and give us the future that we look for. As long as we believe and we can see the future. 
you could be four years old and accept Jesus into your life, but you may not see and fully understand until you're 20. You can accept Jesus in your life at 12 years old, but you may not fully get it until you're 40. But it does not matter what age you accept Jesus into your life. He has a plan for every one of us. And it all depends the way that we look at it. Who are we to say we are not worth it? We are better than someone else. That's not how it goes. And so there is a lot of really crazy happening. And so we get caught up in this world of who we are living for. Are you living for Jesus? Or are you living for the world? I know my plan had changed over the years. I started off in high school wanting to be a social worker. But then I found out real quick that I can't be a social worker because of all the emotion that comes with it when it becomes to kids. I love working with kids. Then I took some career readiness and it really came down pretty hard. It was teaching everything. Every type of teacher possibility from preschool up to college showed up. Not me. Do not. I'm not someone that likes working with middle school and high schoolers, but they are some of the nicest people once you get to know who they are. They can be some of the sweetest people, but we're often criticized because of our profession. I joy comes from working with the younger kids. These kids are really, they are some funny characters. You can learn a lot from young kids. It's the way we look at it. They need us more than ever. And so God had a plan. For such a young age, I always knew that I probably should work with kids. Kids attract to me in all sorts of walks of life. I didn't have to know the kid and they're saying hi, bye. It could be a sibling. And I know the older brother, but the little sibling wants to get involved too. All it takes is encouragement. I come from <clears throat> the little background. I belong to the Salvation Army Church. And one of the things that Salvation Army Church does is throughout your years, you get some type of calling to be a Salvation Army officer, which is a pastor. They have to go to school for two years and is training in college in Chicago. But a lot of times, <clears throat> you have to be called, and the Spirit will come into their lives and say, I'm called to be a pastor. But even given a moment, you have to be ready to go. Meaning that every three years or so, every year, you have to be packed up, almost ready to go to another state that you were called to go to. You can't think about it. You have to go. So you're leaving back everything behind. I've heard stories where these individuals are struggling with their calling. They followed what God said. That's a plan. I have a plan for you, declares the Lord. Following God's plan, become a shopping officer, is a struggle within itself. I know for me, I probably would not, could not be called to be a salvation officer. That would be difficult. But everyone has a plan. Each of you are called to do something. <clears throat> it just takes that one step where either Team Jesus we're team devil. Or we're fighting with both of them at the same time. No matter what. If you are for Jesus or you're against him. 
He is waiting for you in welcoming arms. And he has a hope and he has a plan for you. And we don't know what that plan is. 30 seconds from now, somebody listening may accept Jesus into their life. And that would be the most miracle, a miracle in itself. For I don't know half of you people. I don't know half of you. But somebody, someone listening, is going to set Jesus into their life. And he's going to be waiting for you at the pearly gates. Because he has a plan for you. You may not know what the plan is, but God has a plan for you. Remember, are you team Jesus? Are you team devil? What are you going to do when God calls you to be part of his glory land? What is? What do you think your God's plan for you is? Better yet, remember, you are loved, you are brave. God has a plan for you. And he's waiting for you in open arms ready for you to join the bazillions of people in heaven. And all the bazillions of people, no matter what age you are, you can set Jesus into your life. Sometimes we fight what Jesus wants us to do. We fight it. Well, we probably should not be doing that. So if you are somebody that is struggling with all walk of life, Jesus is waiting for you. If you're somebody who does not know Jesus and you don't want to accept him as your savior, that's okay too. You are still loved. You are loved. You were created in God's image and you are a child of God. Take care and have a wonderful week.
looking for ways to support small businesses or any business of any kind, you can head over to Frenchie's, located at 24968 County Road 6 in Elkhart, Indiana, for their Easter egg hunt, which is taking place on Saturday, April 8th. This will take place at 11 a.m. They will be featuring the Easter Bunny, candy, prizes, and more, with the Easter egg hunt being for children ages 10 and under. For more information, you can contact them at 574-266-9777. It's a good way to support a local business as well as visiting the Easter Bunny. Take care and have a wonderful day. another opportunity to participate in Easter activities for the kids. You can head over to Crossroads Community Church located at 57415 Alpha Drive in Goshen, Indiana. And that event will take place on April 1st from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. This is a free event. They will feature a petting zoo, food trucks, bounce houses, face painting, mag- magic shows by Steve Vaught, and over 100,000 eggs and pieces of candy. The Easter egg hunt will start at 11.15 as well as 12.15. Hope you get a chance to enjoy this Easter egg extravanza put on by Crossroads Community Church. Take care. another opportunity for you to do some Easter activities. This event is called the Easter Egg Extravanza, and this will take place on Saturday, April 1st from 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. And this will take place in Dwajak, Michigan, located at 200 Depot Drive at the train depot. And some of the stuff you can do there is have your picture taken with the Easter Bunny, as well as several children's activities, and they will also have an Easter egg hunt beginning at 12 p.m. Take care. Hope you get a chance to check out what the Rogers Michigan has to offer. could be on the way for Elkhart Community Schools. The district is doing a long-term feasibility study, which could result in restructuring or closing some of the buildings. Operation Education reporter Kristen Bean shows us why this started and where it's headed. Elkhart Schools partnered with a consulting firm to gather up data and feedback about the district. A committee will go through the information and make recommendations to the school board. The school board president tells me there's a lot of work to do. Nearly one year ago, motion passes. Board President Dacey Davis and the majority of the Elkhart School Board voted to restructure Hawthorne Elementary into a pre-K center. I will vote yes tonight because I can't look into the eyes of these students and do nothing. School leaders had said the change was needed because of finances, staffing shortages, and declining enrollment. Many in the school community didn't see it. 
That doesn't even make sense. Why close it then? We just hate to see all of our kids separated. Some parents and teachers were angry and frustrated by the decision, and many families felt disenfranchised. He wants to know why they're closing it. He doesn't understand. At this time, my question is, where is my After that decision, Davis says school leaders knew they needed to take a step back. And we have kind of course corrected on how we navigate making major decisions. Good evening, everybody. We are going to go ahead and get started. In September. This is an important process that we are embarking on. The district teamed up with a consulting firm and invited the community to come along. But what's most important to the administration and the board is that we are making decisions that you support. The feasibility study has included a building and facility study, community and staff surveys, focus groups, and a demographic study. Now that the information is collected, a key committee made up of 40 community members, including business leaders, parents, and school staff, will go through the data and eventually make recommendations to the board. They can clearly weigh the options and come up with some options for the board to vote on that are they can be supported by the community, but also are fiscally responsible. Davis says this deep dive into Elkhart Community Schools is something that would have helped the district navigate previous changes. Can you remember any of those decisions that maybe got, you know, some pushback that you didn't necessarily have the data that you wish you had? Um, I, I would say probably um, the repurposing of Hawthorne. It just wasn't navigate it as best as we could. We didn't provide a good rationale. We didn't communicate well. And we really learned a lot from that experience. And she says one of the major takeaways was we had to take a broader look at what was happening in the district. And that's not something that we could do on our own. So it's something that we had to do in order to get the information we needed to right size the district. Right sizing is something most urban school districts in the state are having to do. In Elkhart, the demographic study released in February showed Elkhart, with its population of 77,000 people, is flatlining in the number of school-aged children. And enrollment in Elkhart Community Schools, the county's largest school district, is declining, especially in the past five years. I would say the biggest surprise and the toughest um, report to go through was the demographics. People are not prepared. Some of the information we have to face is tough. Declining enrollment in Elkhart is not an anomaly. It's something happening across the state. Unfortunately, Davis says some of what the feasibility study has shown so far has signaled difficult decisions could lie ahead. This isn't a decision that everybody will be 100% happy with, but we got to do what's best for the kids educationally and the district fiscally and what the community will support. And Davis hopes the information gathered with the key committee's insight will help grow the schools and the community. The key committee has already started meeting to look at what has been gathered, and you can too. It's all online. Coming up on Wednesday's Operation Education, we're investigating what demographics showed us that was emotional for some. When we'll know more about what options are on the table and who is ultimately making the recommendations that could change the school district as we know it. In the studio, Kristen Bean, WSBT 22 News. And if you have Alarming new numbers.
show not only are fewer school-aged children living within the Elkhart School District, but enrollment is declining as well. A community committee is looking into this issue right now. Operation Education reporter Kristen Bean shows us who is on that committee and why their decisions could trigger major changes for the district. Elkhart Community Schools is undergoing a feasibility study right now. The data gathering is complete. Now a key committee made up of business leaders, parents, and community members is evaluating what was collected. Here's my son right here. Oh, wow. He's really good. Scott Matthews grew up in Elkhart and now lives here with his family. So me and my wife have three kids, Tyra and Malia and Ava. You got the 10 out of 10. When he isn't helping his kids with homework good. or watching them from the sidelines. With a message of unity. Well, good morning to you guys. Yeah, that's right. Good morning. For Matthews, community is important. Just seeing our kids growing up with people, the kids they go to school with, was really important for us. His kids go to Elkhart Community Schools. So when district leaders asked him to join a committee to help come up with ideas to improve the district, getting that call, it was a no brainer for me. So we want to be involved. Matthews is one of 40 people on the key community committee. They'll look at info from survey and focus groups and evaluate data from school facilities and community demographic studies. Then make a recommendation to the school board. You're going to have pushback and support regardless of which way you go. And I think you're just going to have to tell folks that, you know, the numbers are what the numbers are. And we have to do what's in the best interest of the students and the school's money. Five cents. Excellent. The committee could make recommendations that include major changes, like closing buildings or reconfiguring the way the district is set up. Managing change is hard for a lot of people, but just helping people see the future and the growth is tough. But there's nothing's really off the table. New data show dramatic declines in enrollment numbers over the past few years. It showed enrollment decreased because of the pandemic and hasn't recovered. The data suggested the merging of the two high schools might have triggered more students to leave. And it also showed that 98% of the students who leave Elkhart schools are attending other nearby public school districts. It just kind of confirms what we already knew. So for me, an emotional, no, not so much. It was just like, okay, let's get to work. And not a moment too soon. The study also projected enrollment in Elkhart schools would continue to decrease over the next 10 years. Some of the information we have to face is tough. And quickly, your declining enrollment in Elkhart is not an anomaly. Right-sizing, as many call it, is something many urban school districts in the state are having to do. Committee members and school leaders say the data is eye-opening and underlines the urgency of making a long-term plan for the district. Because where we're at is where we're at, and we have to face that reality in order to make good choices for the future. There are big rooms. Tim Shelley is also on the key committee. The house was originally built, I think, 1874-75 era. Shelley has lived in this historic mansion near downtown Elkhart for 30 years. I love the old neighborhood here, kind of a traditional neighborhood. Great neighbors, great community. As an Elkhart resident, he cares about the success of the school district. I think anybody who has either a real estate investment or children in the community should really have some type of uh, heightened interest in the success of the school corporation. Shelley was asked to be on the key committee because he's also a school corporation attorney. A lot of people um, view that schools should be operating like private industry. Uh, un unfortunately, they're not able necessarily to do that. There's a lot of 
limitations from a legal standpoint. And as a lawyer who's been to over 2,000 school board meetings, he knows what the results of big decisions could mean, which is why he says the committee is needed in Elkhart now. There is nothing different that Elkhart's dealing with from South Bend, uh, Warsaw schools. They're all dealing with the, the, uh, the flatlining of growth. Both Shelley and Matthews have a different but personal stake in the future of Elkhart. And they both hope to have a role in making the school corporation better for everyone. Hopefully in the long run, it, we can look back in 10 years and be like, man, that was hard, but it was the right call and we're glad we did it. And more families are served, more teachers and staff feel supported, and we're better in the long run. The committee has already started meeting, and it is expected to make its recommendation to the school board at the end of the school year. The district is also in the midst of a search for a superintendent. The school board president tells me the board will likely wait to vote until after a superintendent is hired. In the studio, Kristen Bean, WSBT, Major News. Good day, News Source from Michiana. Here is a little educational sound off based on just some general stuff that's happening within schools, maybe, or whatever it may be. You know, this school year of 2022 to 2023 has been a challenge for our schools. They repurposed elementary school, which means that they have shifted over 500 kids between several different schools. And so that means that they left some of their friends. And it shows. Teachers have been struggling to meet teaching abilities or learning objectives because they're doing so much. They're expected to have all these standards, but they're not getting the help that they need. And it shows. There are, mind you, there are excellent teachers out there who are doing everything they can to make sure our students are having a successful year. But with them repurposing elementary school, turning it into early childhood education center, really messed up everything work has done. I work for the food service. Even within the food service dynamic, I am reaching out and serving or phone kids a day, breakfast and lunch. And there's times where these kids are coming in angry and they're mad and they just need outlet. But what can we do as educators, as teachers, as food service employees, janitors, we have to figure a balance between why the kids are acting out. In reality, since year 2020, it has been a mess in all the school districts. Yes, there is declining students in all the neighboring school districts, but Elkhart has become a center of attention in the last few years. The school board says they're for the community and they find the best interest of the students. They held community events, community meetings to get input, but they don't listen to the community. They do what they want. They knew they know ahead of time what the answers are going to be, so they delay the votes. They delay everything, and so the parents and the students and the staff have to go through all these meetings and all these surveys to find out that their school is closed. Their school is repurposing, and also finds out that declining numbers in Elkhart schools have been declining for years. But why is there declining numbers? A lot of things go into has. A lot of things go in there. Is it the teaching? Is it the staff? Is it the superintendent, the school board? There's a lot that goes into why families are moving their kids out of the district. And so 
the educational system altogether is struggling to keep teachers. Each district is competing with another district because they have their pay is better, their support of people are leaving the teacher profession because they can't handle the pressure. One of the schools I work at, we had a teacher leave within two months of the school year. And she was a teacher that came from that came from a repurposing school that was shut down, I believe. But now she's thrown into this, she's thrown into a new school. We don't know why she left, what's going on. The kids are coming in from these neighboring school districts and they have to readjust to other schools, to other principals and stuff. They're not seeing their friends. So they have to make new friends. And not everyone can make new friends. And so the people that are really trying their best have to deal with this toughness. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can try everything you can as an educator, as a teacher, as a bus driver, and still that's not enough. Bus drivers are the first person that a child sees as soon before they go to school. The bus drivers should be making sure these kids are getting the, are making sure they're having a good day. Then the people that see them next are the people that are welcoming the kids into the school. What are they doing to welcoming them? Are they noticing that they're having attitude adjustments? Or what are they noticing? I know for me, working food service, I'm with these kids 25 minutes. And I can pick up right away when the kid's upset, when the kid's mad, they're angry, when they're happy, when they need to let their energy out. But they're told, can't do this, can't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Sit down. And they're not told nicely. They're getting yelled at. And so they see the functioning but it does not work. And so for me, I make it my priority to make sure these kids are getting treated fairly. I'm very observant. If I see a coworker who is sitting down on the lump all day, not doing nothing, that's not fair to the other five or four of us who are working around the clock to get stuff done. If two coworkers are able to do whatever they want, that's not fair to the other four who have to work twice as hard because these two coworkers are treated better than others. If two coworkers are really close, but leaving four of us left out, there's a problem. And that's just a scenario that's happening within all the food services. You have a manager who doesn't support her staff. The manager favors, will favor another worker and forget about the other people around them. And so the tension builds. Teachers have to manage sometimes 30 plus kids up to 30 kids by themselves, they don't have the support from the administrative team above. They don't have the support from their teaching staff, and so they're leaving. And so as a teacher, anyone that works in the school system struggles with something. I'm not a teacher. But at, in the cafeteria, I can become a teacher, become a psychiatrist, a mentor. I have to differentiate between right and wrong, figure out the tone of truth, all that stuff. And that falls on one person. And so being that I work for the schools and hearing this upper education put on where they're digging deeper into Alcott Community Schools really is crazy. I hear them saying, the school board saying that they did what's best for the students. Did they do what's best for our students? Or did they have an agenda that they knew what they were going to do? They were going to close the school, but did it anyway. And so they put these teachers and staff and students and parents in the community through agony. 
the pictures and the videos that they shown are showing kids who are protesting for their school. They're trying to save their school. They don't want to go to another school district. And so half of the kids are finishing out the last year at a new school. Sixth graders have to finish out their last year elementary at a new school. They don't get graduated with their friends. So they have to, the balance is what can we do as educators, as teachers, as parents, as staff to better the education of our students. And now, not all school boards are perfect. Not everything is going to be clean. But what I, real quickly, is the pastor that was interviewed in this segment is a pastor. He has kids that work and work, that live and go to other community schools. And he has a plan that they're going to 10 years from here and they're going to see what good it does. But you got to work with the community and your students and your community to get them on the same board. They're losing a lot of kids, dropping out rate by rate. But sometimes it's not the staff. Sometimes these kids are foster kids. They're being adopted. They're in the system. They need a new home. They're homeless. We don't know the story of kid each that comes to our building. It's important that as bus drivers, as food servers people, as educators, as teachers, custodians, the broader picture of this is what can we do to help better education of our students and make them feel welcomed, loved, and cared for. As this year, school year comes to an end, in about two months for Elkhart Community Schools, they're still struggling. They are opening up a new charter school through Premier Arts, so they're going to lose some of the community schools are going to go to there. They're going to lose students because they're going to another school. And so you're going to lose. There's a waiting list. So all them kids who are waiting now to get into the charter school are going to be going into school. And they're going to change because now they're involved in this. So the what can we do? As an educationer, mind you, I work for the food services, but I become a teacher, a mentor, a psychiatrist, maybe a, a mediator in between people. We're not allowed to intervene in certain situations. We have to get, we do that, we get in trouble. But as for a food service employee, I make it my every day, I make a priority to find kids who are struggling. Look for kids who are angry. If a kid is having a bad day and I see it, back off. Don't agon it on. Figure out what's going. The kids pick up on me. They know by the time sixth grade comes in if I'm having a bad day or not. They know this. And they're asking how your day is going. Sometimes it's the kid that will change the life of a teacher, a mentor. It will change our day into a blessing. Anybody can be an educator. Anybody can help support the teaching staff of the community. Be a part of your community. If 10 community meetings make your voice heard, protect the rights of the kids. Maybe you need something to volunteer in the schools. If you're able, volunteer in the schools. Find out what's going on. Communicate with your child, teacher, the principal. Figure out what you can do to help the children of the future. Sometimes us adults need to take a step back and figure out why what we're doing 
should we be yelling at a kid in a certain way? Watch our words. What should we be doing to make the life of a child better? There will be more, I'm <clears throat> pretty sure, coming in the next few weeks and months about Elkhart Community Schools and changes that they're having. If you would like to engage in the feasible study that Operation Education has put out, you can head over to Elkhart Community Schools' YouTube page, and they will have videos about the feasible study. Also, WSPT also under the Operation Education for also has the video links to YouTube for the Elkhart Community Schools Feasible Study. Take care and have a wonderful day. You have every failure, God. You have every.
Good day, News Source 1 Michiana. This is a developing story that happened on Friday, March 24th at a local middle school's parking lot in Middlebury, Indiana. It is saddened to say that a teacher took their own life in a school parking lot. What made this teacher take his own life in a school parking lot? Mental health is very important these days. It's important that we check in on our teachers, our administrators, everyone around us to make sure there's some make sure that they're okay. It's okay not to be okay. But the struggle is real. When teachers are thinking about taking their own lives in a parking lot, it is difficult sometimes knowing that this can happen in an instant. I know I talked about earlier in the Appalachian education area that it is crazy the amount of stress that teachers and students have to in, in the endeavor within a year. It is important that we check in on our staffing, our teachers, and make sure that teachers and our students are okay. There are times where teachers and staff need help, but they're not afraid to reach out. So they do don't think about taking their lives. And it's not just teachers, it's students too. This goes to say that we need to pray more than ever for our school system, our education system, everyone around us. It is okay not to be okay. But it's also not okay to hold in struggles you're facing. Oh, it is very difficult sometimes to really let others in our lives. But with this breaking news this afternoon, these kids would have been at school at this time. Did anybody think about checking in on the teacher to see why he or she was not at the school? There's so much said to the story that far as we know now, it was a suicide. My teacher took his own life. <clears throat> and so you have a community that is putting together pieces of what happened. It could have been more tragic. This teacher could have really hurt multiple students. These students were in school. That would have meant that there would have been a swarming, a lot of ambulance and police at the school which would have been concerning to the community what's going on. And so it is very important that we reach out to people and find out what's going on. It is a sad day for the Middlebury Community Schools community as they mourn and grieve the loss of a teacher. The outcome of the situation is still developing. It is confirmed by community schools that a teacher did die by suicide. But before the story broke, there was rumors of what had happened. And that put people into a frenzy, depending on where it broke out at. Who knows how long this teacher was there? What was going on before this? There's a lot of unknowns, but this is a developing story that came out on Friday, March 24th in the afternoon. 
Stay tuned for more information about this developing story. Take care.
looking for something fun to do this Easter season? Here is something just for you. You can head over to Napanee, Indiana for their Napanee's annual bunny trail hop. And that will take place on April 8th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And this event is for anybody 12 and under. You are able to pick up some free Easter eggs filled with sweet prizes. This is a good chance for you to head downtown Napanee and check out some of the local businesses and small shops and see what they have to offer. Take care and have a wonderful day. Here is another chance for you to check out the South Bend Farmer's Market. This event will feature the Easter Bunny as they gear up for the Easter season. And this event will take place on April 8th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. From 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., you can meet and pet their newest bunny. From 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., there will be an Easter egg hunt. Also, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., you can watch and see a Ukrainian egg decorating demonstration. Take care and hope you get a chance to check out the South Bend Farmer's Market. Looking for something fun to do Memorial Day weekend? Here is something just for you. Park, Mishawaka Parks and Recreation has announced the return of the annual Memorial Day Kids Dash Free event, and this will take place at Bartell Park on May 29th at 8.30 a.m. This event is for kids ages 3 to 9 are able to join the Memorial Day Parade and this is a free event that will run along Mishawaka Avenue. Kids have the opportunity to enter either the 100, 200, or 3-yard dash with a distance varied by age group. All pre-registered participants will receive a free t-shirt and a participation ribbon. You can register now. You can head over to AB57's, AB57's Facebook page or the website to get registered. What you gotta do is look for the title, Memorial Day Kids Dash Returns. Take care, enjoy the rest of your day. Here is another uplifting and positive encouragement from finding joy called today's goals number one live with grace for yourself for others number two be the light this world needs kindness three try hard do your best four take time to breathe self-care is vital five tell others what they mean to you six give back seven try something new eight laugh Nine, be yourself, and ten, love deeply. Hope you get a chance to find something uplifting, or maybe you can be a blessing to someone else on today. Take care, enjoy the rest of your day.
calling all people, specifically if you have a son. Here's something just for you. The Indiana Black Expo, the Elkhart chapter, is hosting an event called Building Up Our Sons Think Tank and Retreat. And this will take place at Fairfield Inn and Suite, located at 3401 Plaza Courts in Elkhart, Indiana. This event will begin at 5 p.m. and pickup will need to be at 11 p.m. on Friday, March 31st. For more information or to register your son, you can give them a call at 574-226-4328. For more information, once again, the info, that number is 574-226-4328. Take care. for something fun to do over spring break here's something just for you you can head over to the Salvation Army in Upper Indiana and when they will be having a spring break movie night and that will take place on Thursday April 6th the movie they will be shown is Wakana Forever and they will have some folding chair seating and floor space will be available and all you can do is you can bring your favorite blanket and pillow or maybe a bean bad chair a beanbag chair. The movie will start at approximately 6 p.m. with the doors opening at 5 p.m. There will be some free city parking as well as free popcorn, free water, and if you would like to purchase soda and candy, they will be nothing but $1.50. If you would like to register, please call the office at 574-970-0088. Take care and have a wonderful day.
this will conclude Michiana 101. Hope you got a chance to find ways to be blessed this week. Find ways to bless the community. As some of this was a very difficult podcast to talk about, depending on the nature of it. Sometimes we need to really think about how we go about our day, how we talk to people. And there's a lot that goes into really um, difficult times. We continue to pray for our educational system, which is failing miserably across the board. It's not just here in Indiana, but everywhere you go, people are struggling with something. We know that um, life gets chaotic. Hope you find some encouragement. But maybe you want to participate in one of the Easter community events that are happening within the next two weeks. Spring break is a- approaching shortly. So if you are getting ready to go on spring break, have a wonderful spring break. If you are somebody that is really struggling, really reach out to somebody. I know I'm five days Five school days, and I will be heading on spring break. Now, it's been a struggle. I can tell you it's been a struggle with these kids this year and these last few weeks, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Sometimes the kids are the ones who teach us a lot. We can learn a lot from kids if we take the time to listen. Take care. Have a blessed day. Stay safe. God bless.